everybody, and welcome to the Man by Cow podcast with me, Howard, and my ever-orphaned companion, Ruf- Ru- Rufus. Rufus, what are you doing? Nothing. Are you spying on our hot neighbour? No, I'm watching the marathon through binoculars. Yeah, well, it's f- quite far away, isn't it? You know, they don't run through our living room. Pity that. Is it exciting? Not at the moment, no. Oh, but earlier, mm. a bloke who was running in a gorilla suit was disqualified for being an actual gorilla. Really? Yeah, yeah. It escaped from the zoo, apparently. It was chasing this guy dressed as a big banana, but everyone thought it was just part of the fun, you know, until the gorilla ate him. Look, that's all very well and good, but are we going to record the show or talk about gorillas? Does there have to be a difference? Yes, there does have to be a difference, because we're not called the Man Talk About Gorilla podcast, are we? Give me a minute. I, I want to see if the guy running it in a hot dog costume turns out to be an actual hot dog. Can you not just, you know, watch the highlights on TV later? Well, no. Why not? Well, because the TV's vanished. I, I beg your ding-dong. Yeah, well, I, th- I thought you'd taken it up to your room again, you know, to watch your private programmes. No. I found out you can get porn on the internet. Hey, actually, where's my laptop gone? <sighs> I don't know. Kitchen? Rufus! The microwave's vanished. What? How are we going to heat up the crisps for dinner? Rufus, they've taken all the crisps. We've been burgled. How did they get in? Quick, check to see if the front door's locked. That's going to be a bit tricky. Why? They stole the door. We can't live without a front door. What's the postman going to knock on? It gets worse as well. They also took the letterbox. How are we going to get letters? Okay, okay. Let's be clever about this. We've got to think like detectives. It must be someone who likes watching TV, eating hot crisps and having a door. Who do we know like that? Everyone we know is like that. So you think we were burgled by everyone we know? I'll tell you what I think. I think I'm going to call a carpenter's to put us a new front door on before the postman arrives and tries to knock on our front nothing. Good plan. And I'll go and check that they didn't steal my magic beans. Magic beans? Yeah. They're like regular beans, but magic. We're getting ready to go now. To spend some time with man by cow. They're going to take us to the moon. Using their magic space balloon. sending an emergency carpenter. Or did you find your beans? Hang on, I'm just checking. Yes, here they are. And those are magic beans, are they? Oh yeah. Great Auntie Beatrix gave them to me just before she died. Although she called them magic science beans, obviously. They look like regular beans. What's magic about them? They can make a rabbit come out of a hat. It's a bit old-fashioned, isn't it? Okay. Watch this. They can play the drums. Magic! Maybe we could sell them. Then we'd be able to afford some more crisps for dinner. No way, hombrero. You don't touch my beans, okay? I'm going to leave them here, on the little table next to where the front door used to be, where they're safe and I can check on them regularly. And if I find out you've sold them, I'll come down on you so hard you'll think it's raining trains. You'll think it's training. And you'll be soaking wet because you got trained on. But you'll be wet with blood because you're all dead because I dropped a train on your head. Pat-pong, here I'm, it's Flat. Flat to the rescue, here he is. He's going to save your day, your day needs saving. Who's going to save it? It's Mr. Flack. 
Hello. Fluck, what are you doing here? I am the emergency carpenter. Wait, 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 wait. I've come to pat your new door on. Here's my card. This isn't a card, this is a hammer. Yeah, it's a hammer. Read my hammer. It, it says, I am a carpenter. It does say I am a carpenter, because I am a carpenter, but don't say you're a carpenter. I'm not a carpenter. No, no, I'm a carpenter. Right, well, but I better nail your new door on then, hadn't I? <laughs> the nose, banging in the nose. Banging in the, banging in the, banging in the... Hold on, hold on, got a second. I've, I've nailed it shut. Wait a cock-a-doody minute. You don't nail a door on. That's windows. Doors, this has got to be screwed on. That's a little carpenter secret for you there. Let's have a little screwing, shall we? Do a little bit of screwing for you now, Rufus. Screw it in the screws. Screw it in the screws. Screw it in the screwing in the screwing in the screws. I'm going to screw your little door on. cinema near you. You gotta listen to me, blokes. We can't trust anyone. They found a way to disguise themselves. They found a way to look just like us. Dennis Quaid has uncovered a terrifying secret. Mr. Quaid, do you really expect us to believe that killer robots from outer space have secretly invaded the Earth and right now walk among us? Totally indistinguishable from humans. There could be one in this room right now. It could even be one of you blokes. Ridiculous. That's right, there's definitely no robots here. I'm sorry, Mr. Quaid. We can't order major military strikes against civilians. Killer robots dressed as civilians. On the word of one man. Fine, then I'll just have to defeat the killer space robots myself. Led by Dennis Quaid, a tiny resistance fights an impossible battle against an army of killer robots from outer space. Listen, mate, you two are the only ones I can trust. John, I've known you since we were kids. I'll trust you to the end of the earth. Wilco Bonds are super great, Dennis Quaid, mate. And you? I know we only met recently, mate, but you've proved you can be trusted. You're a good bloke, TS-497. Thank you, Dennis Quaid. Please call me Murderbot if it makes you feel more comfortable. Conspiracy. Intrigue. Romance. If we get through this alive, I want to marry you, Barbara. I want to move to the countryside, buy a farmhouse, and raise chickens and grow bananas, and never use a piece of technology more advanced than a spoon. What do you say, Barbara? That sounds very pleasant, Dennis Quaid. Another film that asks the question, if robots look like humans, how do you tell robots from humans? If you can't tell robots from humans, because robots are indistinguishable from humans. They don't eat or drink, so they don't know exactly how it works. That means you can catch them out by offering them something totally nonsensical, like a milk sandwich or, or a steaming hot cup of peas. Right, so your plan is we go round all the people in the world asking them if they fancy a drink of peas, and if they say yes, we shoot them. Do you have a better plan? Dennis Quaid in Robots Don't Drink Peas. Let's go to the cafe and get a nice cold glass of peas to drink. Okay, that sounds nice. Wrong answer, mate. Please do not shoot me in the face. Ouch, that hurts my human skin.
Mr. Flug, Hello. Wh- what happened? I finished nailing your door on. There you go. That'll be £500, please. Oh, what a bargain. What a lovely bargain for Mr. Flux nailing on the door shop. We should pay £500 to have a door nailed on. Yes, you would, and you're going to do that, and she give us £500. But where's the front of the house? Well, um, oh, it's just there. Like, uh, and, and, oh, there's another bit of it. And there's a big bit of it over there next to that car. Like, you can see someone's feet sticking out from under it. You knocked the whole front of our house off? Yeah, but the door's still standing, see? Oh, what a sturdy door. What a sturdy door Mr. Flack has nailed. Give me that hammer. What? Come on, what, look, what? you, what? just come here. No, come on, right, the, yeah, I'm, I'm going to lock you in the cupboard. You what? I'm, I'm locking no, no. you in the no, cupboard. No, no, not again. <laughs> And you can stay in there until you learn not to knock the front of our house off. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. It's me, your next door neighbour. Do you remember? You looked after my son Oscar that time for a little bib bob. Yeah, yeah, I remember. Um, how is Oscar? Oh, not too bad. He's taken up a new hobby. He's become a knife thrower and he wants to join the circus. Well, he's got very good at throwing our kitchen knives at his little friends without ever killing them. Well, that's, uh, that's nice. Most of them don't have any ears left, mind you. Or oh, they're missing a couple of fingers or a head, but they are alive. Well, thank goodness for that. Except for the dead one. Uh, of course. Sorry about the front of your house, by the way. I knocked on your door. It fell right off. Oh, oh don't worry about that. It's, it's not your fault. Well, I've never seen a whole front of an house fall off before. I really shouldn't have let Mr. Fluck fix our door. Oh, crippling blimey. That Mr. Fluck fixed it for my daughter to go in a submarine and look at the fishes. I don't know. Oh, I haven't seen her since. How many children have you got? Oh, considerably fewer since I moved in next door to you. Yeah, so, sorry about that. It's enough to make me wish I never moved here from Scotland in the first place. Scotland? At least in Scotland, people know you can't go around with no front on your house. You've got to have a front on your house, you know. Otherwise, what's the postman going to knock on? Scotland? Anyway, I was just wondering if you'd like to buy my car. Me and Oscar have decided to become a vegetarian, you see. And we don't want a giant hamburger waltzing around, reminding us what we're missing. Saying more at us all day long, going, oh, no, I'm a cow, more, more, more. Now look at me, would you like to put me between two slabs of bread, would you? Would you like to do that? And of course I would like to do that. I'd like to take that cow, whap it between two slabs of bread. Slice him up, have a bit for me, have a little bit for Oscar, and go ask Tasty Nan. Oh, yummy, 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 yummy. Yeah, she does look tasty. Hey, I bet you can get a lot of burgers out of a whole cow. What? Oh, you can. You can get 1,345. Wow, that'd keep us going for weeks. How much is it? Well, since you're a neighbour, and she's quite old and miserable and chewy, I'll let you have her for 300 quid pounds. Right, and um, we haven't actually got any money. Oh. Howard spent it all on some binoculars to spy on Mrs Beardsmore. Crikey, good heavens. She'd be getting changed with the curtains open again. Yeah, but, you know, it's quite normal to forget things when you're as old as she is. Oh, well, not anymore, but maybe I'll try next door. Oh, um, um, would you be interested in five magic beans? Magic beans, you say? What's magic about them? Here, watch this. Oh, flipping Nancy. 
They can play the drums. Magic. Terry would love that. Little Oscar would love that, wouldn't he? Oh, he would, yes. They could play a little bit of music to build up the tension while she throws knives at the corpses of his little friends. Howard said I wasn't allowed to sell them, but he never said anything about swapping them for a cow, so I reckon I'm good. Oh, cracking hell. So what's a dial? You flipping bet it is. Her name's Milky Lunch, be the wee. Her name was Milky Lunch, be the wee. Now she's called Beefy Dinner. Goodbye, Beefy Dinner. Enjoy being some hamburgers. Everything you touched didn't turn to gold, did it? What a stupid question, of course it didn't. But everything a shot turned to dead. Bosh, bosh! Always being metaphorical. You should try being metaphorical, y- you grubby little beachcomber. Bosh! Yeah, that's, that's actually quite hurtful. Ooh, we'll have a little cry then, why don't you? Give your beard a well-earned wash. Bosh, bosh! Wash, wash, bosh! Yeah, yeah, well, like I was saying, everything you did wasn't a surefire success, was it? Your reboot of P.G. Wodehouse's Jeeves and Worcester famously stalled after the pilot's episode. Shall we hear a little scene, shall we? I don't suppose I've got any say in the matter. Ooh, go on then. Jeeves and Woofter, Jeeves and Woofter, here come Jeeves and Woofter. Right, let me get this straight, Master Woofter. Take your time, Jeeves. You need to steal back your aunt's precious jugs. Get the chef's axe or she returns to your uncle's employ. Make Ninny Whopping Thorpe fall out of love with you and in love with Biffo Scratching Twat so they can get married and Chief Justice Whopping Thorpe overturns the court order to have you incarcerated for sexual misconduct with a tree. And then you've got to get off that boat in time to sing Danny Boy at your cousin's wedding. That's right, Chiefs. It's a rummy pickle, all right. Perhaps, but I think I may have a way of solving all your troubles with one shot. Really? Oh, Jeeves, you are a sport. What is it? This! Oh, oh dear, he's not dead. Best make it two shots. Bosh, bosh. There we go. A problem solved. Oh, bollocks. Now, what's the ready show about? Jeeves and Woofter, Jeeves and Woofter, here come Jeeves and Woofter. What was uh, what was that loud crashing sound before? Oh, the uh, the front of the house fell off. I'll call Mr. Fluck. No, we'll have no house left if he tries to fix it. Well, we can't just live with no front on the house. What's the postman going to knock on? Don't worry, Howard. I will fix it. You? Yeah. You? You're worse than Mr. Fluck. If you what? try and fix it, we'll have no house left at all. No relatives. No street. Or there'll be dinosaurs in the garden. And you'll have accidentally created a black hole that's destroying everything that exists. I think you may be overstating the matter a little bit. I mean, I, I have never once killed the universe. Not yet, you haven't. Anyway, what do you care if I destroy the universe. You're always saying we should move somewhere smaller. Yeah, but I mean, if there's no universe left, what's the postman going to knock on? Where did you get that cow from? I bought it from our neighbour and I was thinking I might fry it for dinner, you know, since we haven't got any crisps. I thought we had no money. How did you afford it? Oh, I, um, well, I I bartered for it. What did you swap? Uh, nothing. You bartered for nothing? That's called stealing. Okay, fine. I swapped your magic beans for it. Oh, I see. Wait, 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 wait. What? But but look at that. Look, we'll be able to eat it for a month. You know, especially if we eat its head as well. You swapped my magic beans for a stupid cow. 
Can it do magic tricks? Can it play the drums? I don't know. I mean, I haven't given it the opportunity yet. Oh, well, let's find out, shall we? Let's find out. Here, Mr Cow, have a go. Uh... Surprise! What about the xylophone? Can it can it play that? Here, Mr. Cow, play a xylophone. Rubbish! It can make a rabbit disappear. Look. Ugh. There you go. Where's your pet rabbit? Vanished. It's a mystery. Rufus, I just watched you ram my pet rabbit up that cow's bumhole. That is not a magic trick. Oh come on, Howard! Look at her big brown friendly eyes. Don't you just want to give her a big hug? and then eat her. Oh, God, I can't believe that you've ruined my life again. You can't be that upset that I bought a cow. I mean, we are called the Man by Cow podcast, after all. Yeah, yeah, we are, but we're not called the Man Swap Cow for some magic beans because man is a big idiot podcast, are we? You'll learn to love milky lunch after the first few hundred beef burgers. No, I won't. And I'll teach you not to be so callous with my precious beans in the future. Fucking cow. It can rot out there on the compost heap as a monument to how stupid you are. Now, let's go to bed. It's only 4.30. Oh, I'm sorry. Big plans for the evening, do you? Play some clock patience. On my own, yeah, in the Nine and a half hours of clock patience, yeah. Go, go. All right, fine, fine, fair enough. Night, night, sleep tight. Don't let the bed flux by. Wee, woo, wee, woo, wee, woo, Bite. The Man by Cow podcast will be back after this short commercial break. Cow sale now on. Walloa, looking for a cow? Uh, yes. <coughs> Not got much money? No. <coughs> well, look no further. Blood O'Connell's foot and mouth cows are on sale now. Foot and mouth cows? <coughs> they said we must be crazy to give away cows at this price, but we're not crazy. Our cows are. Just like our prices. And we're passing the savings and diseases on to you. Visit Blood O'Connell's Cow Emporium off the Stansted Road and put your money where your foot and mouth is. This is the Bird News. We now go over to our man on the street, Jeffrey McGeffrey. Thank you, Dickie. I'm here in the street asking people the question, if you could have any superpower, what superpower would you choose? It'd be good if you could, like, you know, grow a beard really quickly. Imagine that, you could just grow a beard. You could get away with all kinds of things. You'd be like, you know, you'd go and rob a bank and go and walk outside, grow a beard, and all the people would be like, oh, it was a clean-shaven man. He came in and he stole all the money. And you go, no, no, look, I've got a beard. And the police go, oh, it's probably a false beard. And then you go, well, give it a tug. And they do it, it's real. So it can't possibly be you, because who can grow a beard just over so quickly? It's impossible. I can put all the money in my beard as well. That'd be good. It'd give me a hiding place for all the money if I grow a really big beard. Big bag-shaped beard. That's what I'd like to do. I'd like to be able to grow bag-shaped beards. Imagine if you got a bag coming off your chin. Uh, oh, no, do you need some help carrying all your things, miss? Oh, well, I can help you. <laughs> I've got a bag. Well, I think that I would probably choose the power to be able to pick up things that are really, really heavy and then, like, uh, put them down again. I'd like the power to make things lighter. Ah, so, like, Gravity Man. Yes, that would be good, and then I could go to the moon, couldn't I? Yes, yes, you could. Yes, I won't want to breathe there, though, would I? No, no, you need a second superpower to yes. for that. Uh, what kind of power could I have that would make me not be dead on the moon? Uh, immortality? Not dead on moon, man. I'll be him. Not dead on moon, man, please. I mean, in many ways, you already are that man. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, think I'm, I think I'm like... Uh, 
turn into dog power. Obviously, I'd quite like the ability to make penguins come out of things. I'd like to jiggle your jelly babies. What kind of question is that? Why don't you ask a good question or a proper question like, what are you going to do about poverty? Or what? where does space come from? Why don't you ask me that instead of this ridiculous superpower? I'm not going to get superpowers, am I? It's not like you can give me a superpower. It's not like I'm going to say, I'd like to make my head go all big, that you can make it possible for my head to go all big, is it? That's not going to happen. I'm just going to think about it. I'm going to spend ages thinking about what superpower I'd like. And then I'll tell you, and then you'll go, oh, that's very nice, and then you won't do it. Oh, I'd like a really big head. Can I have a big head? No, you can't. You've got to have a really small head, and all the girls laugh at you because you've got a tiny head. Is that what you're, is that what you're doing? Is you're trying to make me feel miserable again? Oh, no, later on I'll go home and look in my mirror, and I'll measure my head again, and it'll still be tiny, and I'll cry myself to sleep. Are you happy, Mr. Interviewer? You've made me very bloody miserable, reminding me of my tiny head. What are you going to do next? Point out that I'm infertile. Yes, I'd love to have children, but a doctor said I can't because my penis doesn't work properly. He says, oh no, I've tested your penis and it's broken, so you might as well give up on having a girlfriend, actually. But I haven't. I'd love a girlfriend. That's a superpower I'd like. Is that a superpower? The superpower of having a girlfriend? Maybe she could make my penis work. I've never had a girl try and make my penis work. I can't. I'd, sometimes I stay at home all day, hitting it with a rock. But it makes no difference. If anything, it makes it worse. This is the bird for you. They're betting on my racing cows. Excuse me? Well, you remember how I threw milky lunch onto the compost heap? Yeah. When I woke up this morning, there was a cow tree in the back garden. That still doesn't explain why there's loads of cows running in circles in the back garden and hordes of people cheering them on. Okay, well, there I was, standing in the garden, looking at all these cows hanging from the cow tree, and I thought to myself, what does Howard do with a load of cows? And then I answered myself, start cow racing and make lots of money by taking bets. You're making money? Uh, not exactly. Turns out you don't automatically make money by becoming a bucky. People keep winning. So far, I'm £84,000 in debt. Can't you fix the races or something? That's what I thought. I've been working on a way of turbocharging a cow without anyone noticing. Well, I found this rocket launcher in the dead Russian cupboard. You know, next to the big supercomputer in the attic. Uh, do, do you think it'll fit up a cow's arse? I don't see how the situation's going to be improved by you making a cow explode. Uh, but it'll take my mind off things. Look, look, why don't we take the cows down to the second hand farm shop and sell them. Oh. We should be able to pay off your bookie debts if we sell them all. Okay. And hey, if we have any money left over, we could buy a new front for the house, so the postman's got something to knock on. Oh, I already sorted that. Check it out. Hey, you did it. That's amazing. And no one got accidentally deleted from history? No one I can remember. How did you build a massive wall so quickly? Oh, well, uh, I went up to Uncle Norbert's room. Wait, Uncle who? And I used this 4D printer. 4D printer? Yeah, yeah. It's like a 3D printer, but it also deletes people from history. Mm. So you printed the front of a house? Then glued it on. Why is there still no door? Oh, flip. I know I forgot something. So we've still got no door, no TV, and no crisps. But now we've got a load of cows running around in the back garden. I don't understand. Are we better off or worse? 
Nicholas. Wait a minute. What? I've just had the most amazing idea of how we can solve all our problems and eat crisps. Danger. You have activated the time fridge without proper calibration. This can lead to painful death. First, Danger. why are you activating you the time fridge? Where are you going? Wait here. I'll explain when I get back. Danger. There we go. A TV. A microwave. Loads of crisps. And a door. Problem nailed. Brilliant. Where'd you get them from? Well, I time travelled back to just before they were stolen from us and took them before the burglars did. Clever. I figured, you know, past us are going to lose it all anyway, so we'll never notice. Hang on, but now when the burglars arrive, there'll be nothing there for them to steal. Yeah, that'll teach those burgling idiots. You are a flipping genius. I know. I'll go and nail the door back on. You heat up some crisps for dinner. I am absolutely starving. Well, whilst Rufus and Mr. Fluff go at it really hard, hammer and nails, why don't we listen to the ends? this show, don't miss the other free podcast we make, which is much more regular and has a lot more episodes. The Worst Writer in the World, a podcast about stories. She was the school's scientific studies teacher. <laughs> Did you not go to school? <laughs> what, the fuck? what the fuck is scientific studies? That's we what know. they do at that <laughs> school, scientific <laughs> studies. Listen to Rufus read stories and scripts that Howard wrote when he was too young to know better. The poor lieutenant is a bad oh, man. A terrible man, yeah, yeah. Just, Just leave these two kids in a pool. Well, he's actually all... short. 
<laughs> you can't yeah. be. All right, I'm off home now. Bye Whatever home. you do, don't press that button that <laughs> says wave machine on. All right, look, it's over here. It's a big red one. Don't press that. It'll switch the wave machine on. And don't press that. Release the shark. <laughs> <laughs> it's over here, will you? Yeah, yeah. Such as the mystery of the golden bus. A children's story written by Howard when he was a child. I don't think I can stand staying in here with all those wonderful things going off downstairs. Going off like fireworks. Hmm. Or cheeses, like old cheese. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I can stay in here with all that cheese going off down, <laughs> downstairs. So she's obsessed with that, whether yeah. or not, with watching... Well, the milk's getting <laughs> hard, Nigel. <laughs> yeah, with watching milk curdle. The thought of that milk getting hard, <laughs> me lying here, not, yeah. not looking at it hard. <laughs> I've got something you can watch get hard. <laughs> <laughs> and it's quite cheesy too. <laughs> Because I haven't washed it. <laughs> the Worst Writer in the World is available now. Free on the British Comedy Guide or wherever podcasts can be found. Little Howard dreamed of being a writer And so he sat in front of every night But everything he wrote was fucking shite, yeah woman of a no woman of a no Worst writer in the world Worst writer in the world Charities that accept me. <laughs> He's a stupid, suckass, rubbish writer. Yeah.